0: This is the Tallahassee business podcast brought to you by the greater Tallahassee chamber of commerce. Thank you to our sponsor 223 agency, a digital relations firm, helping you maximize and develop your digital footprint. Check them out on the web at 223agency.com. Without further ado, enjoy this episode of the Tallahassee business podcast. Hey there, Tallahassee, Jay Revel here. Welcome to another edition of the Tallahassee business podcast. We are delighted to have you listening with us and we have another wonderful installment of the show here for you today. We've got a great guest, someone who I've had a chance to get to know over the last few years. Uh, he's a, a, an incredibly busy person, but someone who's really got his finger on the pulse of things that are going on here in the capital city, particularly at the Capitol itself. Uh, we've got Chris Dudley joining us from the Southern Group, one of the most prominent uh, lobbying and government affairs uh, firms here in our city and really across the entire southeastern United States. Chris is someone who stays engaged in our community. He is a former board member here at the Chamber of Commerce. He's currently the chair of the Tallahassee Downtown Improvement Authority. We're going to talk about a range of things related to the lobbying industry, how that works in our community, uh, and some other initiatives that his firm is pursuing here uh, in the community. So, Without further ado, I want to welcome Chris onto the show. Brother Dudley, how are you?
1: Brother Revel, it's good to see you again, Uh, and thank you for uh, making time and asking me to be on today. So, uh, and I'd be remiss if I didn't say thank you for all the work that you and Sue and and our chamber staff are doing to, uh, you know, promote business in our community, and and, uh, it doesn't go unnoticed by us, and uh, I appreciate uh, being a member of the chamber and the times I've had a chance to serve on the board, so... uh, Good to be with you today
0: absolutely well we appreciate that appreciate your service to our organization over the years and you know again just you know thanks for all you do to help keep our community moving forward and really our, our state and nation i know uh you and everyone over at your firm are um constantly staying engaged in some some items of major significance uh uh and i think that's a fun thing for us to dive into a little bit uh today you know I, I probably know it a little bit better than, than most folks, but, you know, when you hear people say the term lobbyist, uh, a lot of various connotations and, and certainly some confusion comes with that sometimes. Maybe can you tell us a little bit about how you became a lobbyist and really what that job entails in today's world?
1: Sure. Um, you know, I, it was kind of a, maybe for me, a little a little bit of a unique road, Um uh, I grew up in the Fort Myers area, and when I was 11 years old, my dad got elected to the Florida House of Representatives um, from the Fort Myers-Naples area, and he ultimately served uh, 16 years in the legislature, 12 in the Senate, 4 in the House, and, um, you know, I kind of grew up as one of those kids that would come up for a couple weeks a year and, you know, run around and explore all the nooks and crannies in the Capitol, Um but I really came to, to love the process. Um, and candidly back then we didn't have, you know, uh, 140 character requirements on Twitter. We didn't have 24, seven news cycles. We didn't have social media. We didn't have, uh, camera phones and, uh, all of the connectivity we have today. Uh, the members really had to get to know each other. Uh, there was a lot less partisanship. Um, and I you know members had this unique interest in getting to know each other and and, and having real debates on the floors of the House and Senate about issues. And um, it just kind of fueled an interest in me that this is something I wanted to do. Um, my brother was the same. Uh, my brother, Charlie, lives here. He's a lawyer, lobbyist as well. So I think the uh, I think that kind of passion was instilled in both of us. And uh, I worked about seven years in government. The last two as the Deputy Chief of Staff for Governor Bush um, and joined uh, the Southern Group in, in 2000 and have never looked back. So uh, twenty years uh, doing it, and and I love it every day. I mean, we are, uh, as I tell people, we are just the consummate problem solvers. Um, we get to work on a lot of diverse and unique issues every day and figure out a solution, and uh, I I love that. So,
0: yeah, that's a great way to uh, frame up that line of work for sure because. Uh, as we all know, there's no shortage of problems in the world. And uh, thankfully, there are people who need their problems solved, particularly at the uh, government relations level. So, you know, you mentioned you've been with the company since uh, 2000. Maybe can you give us a little bit of uh, perspective about the company and the, and the story of the organization? Uh, yeah. again, I know the Southern group is, is very highly sought after across the Southeast by lots of people who, to your point, have problems that need to be solved.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, the kind of the origin story, if you will, was uh, our our founder, Paul Bradshaw, uh, uh, in 1998, started the company. We're now on our 22nd year. Um, I I joined him uh, about 18 months later, I was fortunate enough to come in with uh, 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 a guy uh, named John Thrasher, who had just finished his term as being Speaker of the House. And um, Speaker Thrasher and I came in to kind of open up the Legislative wing of the of the firm. Uh, Paul Bradshaw had already been joined by David Rancourt, who had left Governor's uh, office a couple months earlier. So uh, the four of us kind of kicked this thing off, uh, you know, a little over twenty years ago, and um, it, it's been a it, it's been an amazing uh, time. I mean, I think uh, I, thinking through this, I mean, having the opportunity to have worked with. Uh, partners such as John Thrasher and T.K. Weatherall, um, Tom Herndon, Tim Moore, Tim Arnold, um, uh, Jim Smith, who uh, just retired in December. Uh, these are, I, I mean, some of the, the the most well-respected statesmen we've had in in uh, you know the last fifty years in Florida and different in different aspects of elected office or appointed office, and having had the opportunity to show up every day at work and. And learn from them. Uh, you know, we've really grown the firm, uh, both in Florida, but certainly across the South, just based upon that having a a really unique high level uh, subject matter expertise. Uh, somebody that could come into the position that has had those leadership positions, has had to make uh, those tough decisions, and uh, really combining them with people like me that have spent you know a long time learning the legislative process, the blocking and tackling um and you kind of put all that together it's really been a a recipe for success for us and in the firm and i think the growth of the firm is consistently being uh you know one of the biggest and the best for the last 20 years kind of speaks for itself so
0: you know i I think about that right you know state government's so expansive so many different things it takes uh decades to really just get a a, a true sense of where all the levers are. And, and, and when you think about the value of a, of a lobbying firm, really that's a a good way to frame it up, but, you know, maybe could you speak a little bit to the approach that, that your firm takes and the, and your associates take when they're engaging with everyone, everything from elections to the executive branch, all the way into the legislative process. Uh, again, when an issue comes up, a problem, uh, as you like to describe it, uh, arises. There's always a lot of ways to get to the solution, and uh, I'm curious sure. just to what the uh, thought process is for your team.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen. I think the the most valuable thing that we provide um, is the depth of talent. Um, you know, we have 26 partners uh, in the Southern Group. Uh, half of them are here in Tallahassee. The other half are really dispersed around the state. Um, but uh, you know, clients walk in today. Um, you know, they're going to be sitting in front of a former DOT secretary, a former Department of Management Services secretary. We have a, a former healthcare chief of staff, a former insurance uh, agency chief of staff. I mean, just a significant number of subject matter experts that um, can understand complex issues, um, can kind of help craft a strategy um for how you move forward and you know as you know as part of that is is being able to really understand uh that issues at this level um they are complex there are two or three or four solutions um to solving them uh what's the one that's going to work best um how do you implement that strategy and part of that is not just having that subject matter expertise it's having the relationships at you know with 160 members of the legislature with uh agency heads and deputy secretaries and chief of staffs and legislative directors, uh, you know, bureau chiefs and division directors, you know, being able to pick up the phone and, and, and know how to get answers to kind of craft a solution for them. Um, I, I, another thing I think that we've done that's really helped in our success is, um, you know, not, not having everybody at the mothership here in Tallahassee, um, you know, with eight year term limits, Uh, You know, we see about a third of the legislature changing over every two years. Um, So 120 House members, 40 members of the Senate. Um, You know, so we've got, I've got partners that are in, you know, Jacksonville, they're in Tampa, they're in Lakeland, they're in St. Pete, they're in Orlando, uh, they're in Fort Lauderdale, they're in Miami. Uh, We just opened an office in Isla Morata and the Keys. Um, You know, these partners are out engaging not only with local government folks that are, you know, Potential future House and Senate members, but they're also engaging with House and Senate members on the campaign process every day. They're out walking door to door. They're helping them raise money. Um, we've been good about bringing people in that have significant campaign fundraising experience, significant um, election uh, experience. And, and so when someone comes in, they really see that they have access to kind of a really dynamic team that is, is really spread out, that's really deep in the subject matter. Um, and it really checks, uh, a lot of the boxes for what they need. And it's, and it's proven to be successful.
0: Yeah. Earlier you had mentioned, uh, you know, sort of reflecting maybe on the the, the good old days before Twitter and a lot of, uh, 24 seven media that's out there. What's different? What's, what's different in the approach today? You know, how does that play into the lobbying strategies that you all, um, try to implement for clients? Well,
1: a lot of things are different. Um, You know, gone are the days where, you know, the, the presiding officer and the leader had been in the chamber for 20 years and they had these long ties and frankly, maybe even a, a long understanding of policy issues, policy discussions. um, You know uh, they, they've been around the block. They've seen, they've seen the debates uh, come full circle. Um, So that's changed. So, you know, Being out and being in front of these members, um, you know, it's a constant education process. If you're working on transportation issue or healthcare issue and a third of the members are changing over every two years, um, you know, you can't expect them to come in having a deep understanding of the hospital certificate of need process or the state transportation trust fund or, uh, you know, how how we do funding for K-12 education or higher ed um and all of those things obviously matter in order for them to be able to make good policy decisions so um you know that's really shifted too is you know we really need to be in front of members um you need to be interested in engaging them on the issues uh so that they can be better educated um the the media is different now too you know um i mean if you uh you know we used to all wait for the clips to come out right um or the front page of the paper to see what was going on and Frankly, if you wait till you see the front page of the paper, you're 12 hours too late, right? Um, you know, members are seeing things on Twitter and social media, um, some true, some untrue, um, you know, 24-7. And so yeah, that has to be a key component to what you're doing is, is you know, what they're seeing, how you address those uh, issues, how you respond to that, because uh, people are going to respond and you need to, um, you know, you, you need to be on twenty four seven, paying attention to that stuff because it matters. It drives public policy um, and what people think. So it's it's not the old days of scheduling a meeting and going to have a big steak and a bourbon and um, you know, uh, walking through issues and 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 hopefully making your point. Uh, it's a uh, it's a different world now. So
0: earlier, you you referred to Tallahassee and the office you all have here as uh, the mothership. Uh, I know that uh, sort of the branches of that mothership, you've got some various real estate holdings uh, in the downtown area. Can you maybe speak to a little bit of that those investments that you've all made, you know, here in our community?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I would tell you, Jay, I, I give uh, full credit of this to Paul Bradshaw, who um, is a really uh, spectacular guy and mentor. Um, and, and Paul, early on, you know, really believed in how important, the downtown area was uh, commercial real estate. Um, you know, frankly, the the golden blocks that are walking distance to the capital. I mean, this is uh, capital of the third largest state. There is always going to be people here engaged in the process. And uh, Paul realized that I think before a lot and really helped and directed the firm, uh, you know, into looking at commercial real estate when it became available. Uh, we now have five. Um, commercial buildings in in the downtown block um all taxpayers of the Tallahassee downtown improvement authority i might add um and uh you know all all fully uh leased up with folks in there in fact our our, our newest uh our newest leasee will be chuck's fish house uh um, and uh, excited for them to come on board uh, mid-month this year to come open but it, it's a beautiful downtown. Um, I think he's really instilled a kind of a love for, uh, the beauty of our downtown and that, you know, long-term, it's a great investment when you bring somebody into the firm to say, you know, the, the firm is more well-rounded than just walking over to the Capitol for 60 days to lobby that, um, you know, learn, learn about other things. And, um, uh, it, it's been a great investment for all of us. It's been a great experience for us. And, um, frankly, I think as we continue to grow, we'll keep looking for more opportunities to, to do that. And I mean, as you have seen uh, just in the last few years, there've been some beautiful, uh, you know, new skylines created in downtown Tallahassee and Cascades park and uh, great investment there. And I'm, I'm hoping, you know, selfishly we can see a little bit more residential uh, opportunity, a little more density down there to really help grow restaurants and, and even potentially some retail. But uh uh, it it's been a great venture for us and, and I'm looking forward to hopefully doing a little bit more of it so
0: yeah that's yeah I'm definitely excited for uh Chuck's fish to come in within walking distance of of okay. our they've been scoping out their menu at uh their other location up in athens and uh i'm 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 ready for those doors to open that looks, yeah. that looks quite delightful Me too. Uh, the uh you know again talking about downtown. The investments that your firm has made, you're you're involved. Uh, maybe even at a deeper level, you might say uh, uh, you chaired the Downtown Improvement Authority uh, position. I know well uh, from <laughs> yeah. my old days kicking around in that job. Had had a lot of fun up there, and got Elizabeth Emanuel doing great work for you all. Can you just maybe frame up what's going on on that front these days, and uh, what kind of works happening at the DIA?
1: Absolutely, Uh, and you know, obviously, thank you for your your leadership there. And uh, I think my first day on the job as a board member was your last day as executive director CEO. So uh, that didn't work out well for us. But uh, listen, the the the, if I if I got off the board tomorrow, the single greatest thing we've really done is hire Elizabeth Emanuel. She has um, she has brought this incredible renewed energy. Um, but passion for downtown. Um, you know, when you see her, she's downtown, she's raising her family downtown. Um, she wears Tallahassee shirts, um, you know, she just lives and breathes it and is really passionate about it. Um, if there's a project on the weekend to clean up or paint a mural, she's there. Um, and, and we also have Alan Thompson and, and I call him Mayor Thompson because he is just an amazing ambassador for downtown. Everybody sees him in his suit and his hat walking to different coffee shops in the morning and checking in with folks. And, uh, you know, he runs our downtown marketplace and he's just an amazing uh, ambassador for our city. So, um, th- those two have really done a great job. I really, Elizabeth, I think, has really, her leadership has really taken the DIA to the next level um, for things that we're working on. Um, You know, she's really, I think done a great job of engaging the restaurants downtown, especially in this time of the pandemic, uh, trying to work with them on social media, trying to help them, you know, drive traffic down there. Um, I I think she's really focused a lot on showcasing the beauty of the downtown district. And, you know, all that entails, we have some amazing historic and cultural sites and parks and um, unique buildings. And uh, I think she's really taken a focus on that both from social media Uh, perspective and others. And, uh, you know, that's been great. Um, You know, working hard to create some unique events for the community, you know, partnering uh, with visit Tallahassee to expand the summer concert series from six to nine. I mean, as you know, those are, uh, we get incredible talent for those. Those are hugely popular. Um, You know, the, the, uh, we were able to reopen the downtown marketplace, uh, which again, has been incredibly popular for, you know, 30, 40, 50 unique small mom and pop vendors to be able to come downtown and sell their stuff and hopefully uh, allow them to maybe grow into a retail setting at some point uh, or just do something on the weekend to, to make extra money as, as a hobby for them. So, um, and lastly, I mean, I really, Elizabeth really has a vision for um, focusing on beautification downtown Um, of really making the downtown community a lot more walkable with, um, you know, direction signs, but also, you know, getting out and cleaning up and making sure sidewalks are, are walkable, putting, you know, finding locations for sidewalk art, um, uh, things like that. Um, So I I really think uh, that Elizabeth under her leadership and the board have a, have a really great vision for um, how, how we can, and go to the next level at, at, at downtown
0: yeah uh, she's done a great job and it's exciting to see that energy uh, no doubt about it and i, I think you know uh, once we get on the other side of some of these uh, troubles we're all dealing with right now i think we'll see downtown continue to to surge uh, your point earlier about the, the various investments that are happening uh, a lot of the lobby firms are driving some of those things we've seen some again new buildings new construction some beautiful yep. offices and you know more foot traffic coming in which is great and that also kind of gives the downtown area a little bit more what i kind of call the miniature dc feel uh right uh, you know during session and things but i always kind of wonder i get the feeling sometimes that the lobbying industry and some of the folks that that operate downtown um there's almost feels like a disconnect between our broader community and what's going on down here you know in and around state government do you th- is that a real thing, do you think, or, or is that something we should try to work on as a community, try to maybe bring people more engaged to what's happening downtown and state government and vice versa?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, yes and no. I mean, I think it's uh, it is an interesting dynamic. I mean, uh, you know, obviously, you know, session drives, you know, legislators and staff. Um, it drives, you know, thousands of visitors a day that are coming in to kind of engage with government. Um so it it tends to be kind of twofold. I mean, a lot of those folks are coming in, you know, maybe just they're taking a day off work. They're coming in to come testify in front of a committee and um, their experience is really going to be hotel to the Capitol and back. And, uh, and maybe, and maybe not much more than that. Um, I do think, I will tell you, I do think visit Tallahassee uh, in the city and the County uh, in the chamber do a great job of uh, really providing resources to people that uh, are certainly up during session and, Talking about you know historical opportunities and cultural opportunities and you know certainly we have a, a cool outdoor environment here where you can head down to Wakulla and you know go see springs you can get out and bike ride you can kayak uh, you can hike um, you know we we do have some great things and I think the community does a great job of of touting um, you know it we're still a small community though um, and you know I, for the most part I think when legislative session happens. Uh, people tend to kind of come in and and camp out for a few days and, or sixty days and then and then head back home but um I do think our our local folks have done a good job of of giving that information to folks, and we can obviously continue to do better but um
0: yeah, I think that's well said um Do you think there's anything that's maybe glaring out there that uh you know people who aren't connected to what's going on in state government uh and in the lobbying industry, what's everybody getting wrong about, about the work that you all do and, and your colleagues uh, across uh, that whole world?
1: Yeah, you know, I, that's a great question. I mean, I think, uh, I think if there's one thing I hear the most is, you know, what do you guys do when it's not session? <laughs> what do you do the other 10 months out of the year? Um, but, uh, you know, for us in particular, uh, you know, the, the majority of our work is is executive branch based. Um, but, you know, this is, you know, Florida's the third largest state in the in the country. Um, we got a $93 billion state budget. Um, I mean, it really impacts every, you know, level of life uh, uh, in the state. And I mean, it's busy year round. Um, you know, we find, um, I, I would tell you, I think Florida government runs incredibly well. I mean, I know you just asked me about DC. I mean, I'm, I'm glad we're not DC. I mean, I'm I, I'm just incredibly impressed with um, the, regardless of party affiliation, the 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 types of folks that are that work in government at at agencies and the legislature, you know their passion for what they do, their jobs, um, you know, we're in you know for all of the, the uh, stuff that's going on right now. I mean, Florida is a really uh, fiscally fiscally conservative managed state. Um, and you know, we don't run into deficits. Um, we're not making massive cuts to, to programs. Um, so, I mean, we have a lot to be proud of, I think at, at the, at the state government type level. And, um, I mean, if you're, if you're doing your job, you're working, you know, 24 seven, I was kind of thinking through this. I mean, it, it's not unusual for me to wake up and be working on a pharmacy issue and then, you know dive right into some you know tag and title issue i've got to work on and then maybe after lunch i'm working on a child care licensure issue uh you know and, and and the day ends and i've got a you know restaurant or bar regulatory issue to work on with another agency i mean that's a that's a typical day i mean four or five uh really unique issues uh that maybe i need legislative help on maybe i need agency help on maybe i need local government help on and i'm trying to figure out who the mayor is or the city manager Um, uh, it's a, as I told you earlier, you know, being problem solvers, it's a really fun job. I mean, it's, you just never know what the day is going to bring. So uh, it's unique every day.
0: Yeah, that's, that's fascinating. Um, You talk about me again, being problem solver, pretty interesting times right now, the whole world's dealing with uh, the coronavirus and the economic impacts. Obviously, that's going to be, you know, some big changes to the state budget next year what are some things that you all are kind of looking on a large scale trends that um, might shape how the next session goes?
1: You know, listen, I, the next session is going to be a huge focus on the budget. I don't want to underestimate that uh, or understate that, but I would tell you again, I mean um, Governor DeSantis, um, the, the Senate president, the house speaker, their leadership team. I mean, we the estimates were, for example, out of a $93 billion state budget that we uh, saw a revenue decline in the last fiscal year that ended June 30th of about $2 billion. Um, before session started, you know, we had four to five billion banked in a reserve. Uh, part of that's rainy day fund, part of it would be, you know, trust fund cash balances. Um, so, more than enough even even though they, they ended session before really all the shutdown occurred, they had prepared for that. And they kind of have continued to prepare over the years. And maybe it's because we get hurricanes, maybe our leaders for a long time have said, you know what, we have to have money set aside because we just don't know what's going to happen. But they really have managed that process incredibly well. We also have $5 billion sitting in the checking account um, from the federal government that hasn't been allocated yet. And whereas other states have had to come back and figure out how to, cut funds or move money around. I mean, I don't expect the legislature to come back until November after the election um, to even start allocating some of those federal funds. Um, So, I mean, I, again, I don't want to understate the fact that, you know, as of June 30th, we were $2 billion lower and I know it's, you know, it's not going to pop back up to the January, February, 2020 levels, but um, I think this legislature has managed well, Um, to the second part of your question is, you know, what does that mean for us during session? Um, You know, I think it means that we need to do a better job of educating members, educating staff um, about the appropriations issues that our clients have, what the return on investment is um, back to the state. Um, You know, I think you just got to do a little bit more work, but I think, uh, I think it's going to be a manageable process.
0: Uh, That's great. Great insight. Uh... Hey finally, Chris, to kind of wrap things up um, what what can we be doing as a community to to maybe be more welcoming uh and doing more outreach to those who are in the legislature who who come here for different periods of time every year and make this our home away from home when they're uh, doing their important work up at the capitol
1: you know jay it's funny I was uh, it's a great question, and um, uh, i i want to I want to start by giving a lot of credit to uh Another Sigma Chi president, uh, uh, Mayor John Daly. Um, the mayor did an amazing job after he got elected. I mean, um, it's the first time I've really ever seen a mayor walk over to the Capitol. You know, engage with the governor, engage with all three members of the cabinet and their staffs, uh, go see the presiding officers in both chambers. Um, you know, and said, listen, this is your second home. This is your home away from home. You will be here for a lot. Your families will be here. You know, what can we do to take care of you? You know, here's my cell phone. (laughs) If you have issues, I want you to call me because we're your family now. Um, and, And that went a long way. I mean, if you remember on inauguration day in January, he changed the name of the roads to reflect the names of the four new statewide elected officials. I mean, just to just to say, this is this is your new home, and um, you know we want you to feel it, feel like it is that. And I, I think when you take that approach, um, and you you're there with them, you're talking to them, you're helping them solve problems. Um, you're not looking at this as a as a partisan debate. Um, you know, how do you make Tallahassee? How do you make the capital city better? How do you how do you highlight the third most populous capital or state uh, capital in the in the country? Uh, And I think our mayor's done a great job of that. And and so what we see is you'll see an an interest in the legislature making an investment. And, you know, I think for uh, the downtown community, for example, the the money they're spending, renovating the Capitol complex, um, it's going to be incredible. I mean, it's going to be a resource for the entire community, for the school children in our community and our entire region to have a place to go, to be able to go and learn about history, to feel, uh, you know, a really cool walkable complex. So, you know, when you make that investment, I think in elected officials and the the, the state leadership, they want to make that investment in the, the second home. They they want it to be a place that they're proud to come to, um, like they do their home district. Um, and I think that's the that's the shift that this mayor um, has seen. And and I think the city commissioners and the county commissioners uh, agree with that too. And and that's been a since I've been in Tallahassee, that's been a unique a unique change.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point. Yeah, very proud of the work the mayor's doing there. And uh, I think, you know, anytime you can strengthen those bonds, that's, uh, that's only going to help our community grow. Uh, Chris, I I can't thank you enough for giving us some of your time. Again, I know you got probably lots of problems on the docket today to be solved. But uh, thanks for taking some time to talk with us.
1: Jay, glad to do it. Enjoyed it and have a good
0: week. Hey you too. Uh, hey, and real quick, if anyone wants yeah. to learn more about the Southern Group, where should we send them to?
1: Send them to thesoutherngroup.com, um, and uh, or Google it. And all the, the it's a cool website, and we've got all the bios on all the partners. Uh, it's good reading. Um, I think uh, I would selfishly tell you that if we've done anything uh, better than anybody else in the whole country uh, during the last few months, is we send out a daily update. Uh, WTF, What's Trending Florida. Um, and it has been the, the highlight of what I hear from most people, elected officials and uh, corporate entities around the country. So uh, log on and sign up for that.
0: I'm so glad you brought that up. I I, I was wanting to mention it. It's a wonderful email and, and cleverly uh, put together and written too. I, I really, really like what you guys have done with that. That's a a brilliant way to showcase not only your expertise and knowledge, but uh, get people pulled into the work that you're doing. Bravo. Yeah.
1: Well, it's fun. And I don't take any credit for putting it together, but it is fun to, uh, to see every day. So uh, I encourage you to, to, to stay subscribed. You never know what's coming. <laughs> that's
0: it. That's it. Well, folks, uh, thanks as always for tuning into the show. Uh, we want to thank again, Chris Dudley and the folks at the Southern group for their continued support of the chamber of commerce and all they do to keep our community Moving forward, we appreciate you listening. As always, you can find this episode and every episode on any of your favorite streaming uh, channels. Uh, We hope that you'll give us a subscribe and hopefully a pleasant review. Uh, If you're looking for any information about all things happening in Tallahassee's business community, we would also encourage you to visit our website. That's www.talchamber.com where you can find everything happening at your chamber of commerce folks. We hope you have a wonderful week and we look forward to talking to you again real soon. Take care.